Welcome to the Wildcast Podcast, coming to you from Wildcast Studios with your hosts, Adam Lund and Jeremy Boucher. Welcome into Wildcast Studios for the season six finale and the post-draft episode of your Wildcast Podcast, your unofficial voice for all things Moncton Wildcats, again, presented by Alpha's Appliance Solutions, your biggest Maytag dealer east of Montreal. Right now, buy two appliances Maytag or Whirlpool, save $200 by three of Maytag or Whirlpool, save $300 from now until June 21st. As always, finishers, I am your host, Adam London, and I am joined by your favorite co-hoster, Mr. Mock Draft, Mr. Jeremy Boucher. Have you recovered from Sherbrooke? <laughs> uh, no. Ask about the sleeping? <laughs> Absolutely yeah. not. Uh, yeah. Those were... Three very early mornings. Uh, and Ungodly I, uh, early for one of us. I'm usually... Did you press the board? Yeah, I think I did. Okay. Yeah. Want me to check if I did? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we'll be right back after these messages from Binford. <laughs> yep. All right. There we go. That's the best part about this show is... All right. Have you recovered from Sherbrooke? <laughs> this, this sleep is... Uh, Still, no. Uh, yeah, those, like I said, yeah. those are three very early mornings. Yeah. And I'm usually a morning person. I can handle stuff like that. Uh, yeah. Um, the the 3 a.m. wake up call on Friday morning, even though we didn't technically leave until 5.30. And I could have slept an extra two hours. That was just me getting excited. Yeah. You know, the build up. And um, yeah, the 10 hour drive in a car. Uh, you know, all, all aboard the uh, Trump yeah. train. <laughs> uh, there's some, there's some good flags. Yeah. Very patriotic country. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fun, fun <laughs> car rides. Uh, yeah. 3 a.m. on, on Friday, 6.30 a.m. Saturday, 6.30 a.m. Sunday. Yeah. And home by 8 p.m. Sunday. Yeah. Like. Very long days, but very, very fun. Uh, yeah. It was a lot of fun. Great experience. Hope to do it again next year. Just a wee bit closer. Yes. Um, yeah. I, I agree. I was really thinking I wasn't going to fall asleep as much as I did the first time we went to Quebec. That didn't happen. I mean, I didn't sleep as much on the way there because of the border stop. But on the way back, out. I have the ability to sleep anywhere, anytime. And like you said, out. Like He tried to get my attention once on the way down there. Layla tried to get my attention at Dunkin' Donuts, and I just kept swatting her arm because I thought she was just trying to wake me up or bugging me. Um, yeah, no, it was it was early days. I'm not a morning person, um, so I took advantage of those extra two hours of sleep. I mean, Saturday, Friday night when we actually finished the the roundtable live and um, kind of went to bed, zonked right out, slept yeah. the whole night. Yeah. Um, woke up earlier than my alarm on that day because I was ready and I was excited. Uh, but yeah, ton of fun. Hopefully it's somewhere a little bit closer next year. Cause that is a far way to go. Um, please don't put it in render or Valdor. Yeah. I guess we'll leave on the Thursday. If that's the <laughs> yeah. Case. yeah. We do love this team and that, but that is a far drive. Um, and again, thanks to the, the Q and, and the Wildcats for working with us. And, uh, mm-hmm. we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, as always, don't forget, you can follow us on our social medias. Might be a little less on our social medias in this uh, upcoming two months, but Twitter, Moncton Wildcast, Instagram, Wildcast Podcast, TikTok, which is one of those apps I just don't understand. I, <laughs> we talked about it last week. I was kind of maybe a little bit scared to put a, a TikTok up um, after getting 1.3 million. It's now 1.4 million. 
Um, I put a few up and I had like of our drive. So you're, you're coming out of prison. (laughs) (laughs) The video that you're walking out of your house with your bag and your pillow, like a prison that got like 300 views. Our America, our team America got like 500. Um, our, uh, baby Rexa on draft day, like 400. And then that Caleb Denoye song that you heard to start the show. Mm Hmm. 59,000 views. Crazy. No idea how it go. I like, I don't know. Maybe it's because we were at an event like that. So it kind of got traction there. Or maybe it was the song. I don't know. But um, yeah, we'll see how many more TikToks we put on in the summer. Uh, but you can subscribe there on Wildcast Podcast. And then again, like and subscribe here on the YouTube. 1.6 thousand views on our draft coverage, even with meh, um, volume. So quick question. It's an easy question. What are your summer plans, bro? Uh, it's going to be a very busy summer. It's going to be a summer uh, like no other for me. Um, we've got, um, the wife and I have plans to put our place on the market. What? And, uh, finally get out of the the prison. (laughs) And, um, yeah, so that's, um, once it's listed and, uh, you know, we start getting some. But living in the greater Moncton area, you're not leaving me, right? Oh, no. This will not be uh, a summer transition because I'm not doing this by myself. The goal is to go back to my roots Back to Irish Town. Ah, oh, that's closer to me, anyways. And it is much. It is closer to you, actually. <laughs> yeah, just a quick, Woo! a quick uh, rip down the old Elmwood Drive, yeah. Irish Town Road, and yeah. and we're there. And no, it's gonna be uh, that's gonna be a pretty exciting time. If uh, you know, if we can, we're gonna get some painting done at the end of the month. We're gonna paint our entire place and make it look brand new and uh, throw it up on the market. See if we get any hits. And uh, from there, uh, you know, we've got some. Um, at the end of this month, it's my brother-in-law, Ben. Uh, he's graduating from firefighting school. That's cool. So we're going to be down in Halifax for that. And uh, so that's on the 29th of June. And uh, the 1st of July just happens to be our Megan and I's wedding anniversary. So uh, instead of, um, unfortunately, I'll be missing the uh, the anniversary party that the city of Moncton's putting on for Megan and oh, I downtown. We're yeah. going to be missing the Sloan concert. Sloan's um, coming? Yeah, for, for Canada Day. Have and they advertised that and I missed it? Yeah, I think you probably missed it. Yeah, that's the uh, the oh. downtown on Main Street, Canada Day, Sloan free concert. Cool. Um, but no, we're going to be in Halifax for Canada Day. Uh, I believe the Snowbirds are going to be there. But they're also going to be in Moncton this upcoming weekend, uh, which is going to be awesome, down by the river. Nice. Uh, which is always a good time. Snowbirds put on an incredible show. In a van down by the river. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's the you know the long weekend. Those are the long weekend plans. Uh, two weeks later, we will be, be departing for Ontario. Yeah. Uh, leaving for Ontario on the 14th. We'll be returning back on the 30th. Uh, and from there, we're two weeks away from uh, training camp. Yeah. So I should uh, I should have led this summer plans off first because mine are like not that involved. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. Uh, are you going to Boots and Hearts? Will not be going to Boots and Hearts. Uh, is it close to where Megan's family is? Yeah, honestly, where her um, her sister and uh, my brother in law Andy uh, they bought a new place. They just moved yeah. in a couple of weeks ago, and it's literally I think a ten minute drive from. Uh, more Madonte. And you're just not there at the time? Not there at the time. Early if I was oh absolutely if I was there during Boots and Hearts, I would be locked in for nickelback. Well yeah, I would hope but, so. But uh no, unfortunately I won't be won't be there um for that uh, particular weekend. It's probably a good thing because you would have been there all weekend instead of spending yeah. time with uh Megan's family. Yeah no we're we're going to Ontario for a week. 
Um, catch my first ever Jays game. I've mm-hmm. been to Rogers Center, Skydome, whatever you want to call it. I was in there for Metallica way back in the day in the hotel. Um, and then just a crap ton of golf. I mm-hmm. uh, got a membership at Hillsboro. So, Tony Smith, I challenge you <laughs> I'd to, love to 18. See that. I would love to watch that. In like August, <laughs> when we both had some time to practice, I challenge you. We'll do something for charity, maybe. That'll be fun. You're a golfer, right? I can golf. We should do a two-on-two. You and me versus Scotty and Tony. I think the longest, most successful putt I've made in the past three years was on that practice green at the Golf Town in Bangor. <laughs> you on, crushed uh, that, on yeah. Friday, I made like a... Almost uh, bought that $138 putter. I made like a six-foot putt. <laughs> yeah. I was like, let's go! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. So I got a membership to Hillsboro, so... I'm um, just doing that, riding my tractor, my lawnmower. It wasn't golf town, it was a Dick's. Dick's Sporting yeah, Goods, I yeah. saw it, I thought it was, I yeah. said golf town, I no, meant Dick's. Dick's Sporting Goods, yeah. Same, yeah, kind of same thing. Um, so yeah, not a whole lot going on here. Dick's, um, Sport, Dick's Sporting Goods, of course, located right next to BJ's. BJ's, yep. Yep, BJ's uh, Gas. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, no, man, Bangor was fun. Like, if you have a chance to go to Bangor, Maine, I don't care what you're doing, if you're going through it, stop at Walmart. <laughs> The people of Walmart do not disappoint. And it no. And it literally was just in the cross section of us waiting mm. for people to cross um, to get to their cars for us to park. Um, I know you were... People of Walmart is real. Yeah. I know you were upset at the no guns there. Whoa, um, whoa, 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 whoa. No, like, whoa. like to see the gun selection. And yes. To actually yeah, see was... it in Walmart. Not to buy, just to see the Walmart. Like, I was excited. Yeah. I was looking forward to seeing... Yeah, if there were guns available for purchase, yeah, I wasn't going to buy a gun. <laughs> uh, Thank God, there were no guns. No, thank no, which, God. Like I said, I, like I mentioned, of uh, what twenty five minutes after we walked the whole Walmart looking for the section, I was like, I don't think this is an open carry state, which means I don't think you have yeah. can buy guns anywhere. Which, I mean, you found the sign for guns in America. Uh, Buffalo Wild Wings was a treat. Yeah. Uh, Target was me. Target was me. And where else did we go? Is that it? Oh, yeah. Dick's. Yeah, Dick's. Yeah. Yeah. I was really hoping Dick's Sporting Goods had like actual like a Blue Jays hat for you. Something. A lot of Boston. Like yeah. very Boston. Like heavy on the very Boston. Boston. Yeah. Very Boston. Yeah. Uh, a lot of main Black Bear stuff. Yeah. Which was. I, and then a ton of Sporting Goods. Yeah. Like a lot of fishing. You're a big fisher guy. Go to Dick's. Mm-hmm. Big golf guy. Go to Dick's. Need some gas. Go get some BJ's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can see it in our uh, TikTok when we were halfway there. So yeah, just a just a good time in uh, in Bangor, Maine. I haven't I've never been to a concert there. I know Nickelback's coming on August twenty fourth. Mm-hmm. Sadly, it is a Thursday, so we'll see if we make that's, a weekend out of it. That's the negative. That's also the evening of the big Morgan Wallen concert in Dieppe. Oh, so that if there is a time to get away from Moncton, that is true. It is. Oh, and the other summer plan. We are going to the uh, Guns N' Roses opens for Carrie Underwood oh, in yes. reverse order. Yeah, that's right. Um, we are going to that. How yeah. long do we stay for Guns N' Roses? I don't know, but we are going to that. Uh, we are going to that show. So it is the season sec- season six finale. Um, this is show fifty. That is wow. crazy that we've done fifty shows in the thirty nine weeks or whatever. I mean, we had a couple double ones at Christmas, but um, thanks for being here for fifty shows. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, look, man. 49 because you were in uh, 48 because you were in uh, on the road for two. That's but. right. If you continue to pay me under the table for this work, I'll, I'll be back here in the seat next year. I'm in. But any <laughs> done. Um, yeah. So we usually try to get a big guest and I think we should get to probably one of the bigger guests we've ever had. View from the other bench. Well, again, this is a special episode for us. We always try to have big guests on our premieres and our finales. And, dude, I can't think of a bigger, better guest than the biggest Wildcat superfan we know, Mr. DeBrent Bourne. How are you tonight, buddy? Uh, I'm doing really good. And how are you guys? We are doing absolutely good. We're enjoying the... uh, Enjoying the summer weather? Did you enjoy the draft? Yes, I did. You did? Did you watch our coverage or did you just watch it online? I watched our co- your coverage on TV. That's why you're the best person ever, buddy. It's a good, it's a good man right there. <laughs> um, yeah. So my first question for you. <laughs> how was your experience at the draft? How was our experience at the draft? Oh. Uh, it was it was pretty awesome yeah. to be on the floor, actually, to be, to be actual media. It was, it was pretty cool. Jeremy? I, I got to be on the draft floor in 2016 in Charlottetown. Yeah? Did you like it? Did you get to be on stage? Yeah. What? And I, and I got to make the first pick. What? Holy smokes. The, four, the fourth round pick of round one. Yeah. Or The fourth round pick? Yeah. Man, and you... it was Jake Clifton. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, my first question for you, bud. Who is your favorite player on the team right now? Well, there's a that's a good question because there's a lot of them. Well, which but one? Which one would you pick? Would be Chris Morehouse or Nick Riabel. Oh, those are your your favorite ones. Yeah. That's your favorite of all. T- those are your favorites of all time. Yeah. Yeah. So, what what makes Chris Morehouse and, and Nick Riopelle your your favorite Wildcats of all time, Brent? Because I they they did some renovations for me in, in my house. Ah, you put them to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Hey, uh, what 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 are your expectations of the uh, of, of of next year's team? Where do you th- where do you think the team's going to finish? I think we're going to um, be a young team, but I think we're going to have lots of talent and lots of development to work on. Do you think we're going to be better than Halifax? Yeah. And Cape Breton? Yeah. And St. John? Yeah. That's why you're the best, buddy. Woo! <laughs> Can we get one of those? <laughs> <laughs> so when you go to games and you, and you get there early with your iced coffee and you're fired up, what is your favorite part about being in the rink um, on game day? Um, I, I have a ritual that I do with Jacob Steinman and Anthony Hamel. We, we have peanut butter and jam sandwiches. <laughs> Who makes the peanut butter and jam sandwiches? Graham. Oh, Graham makes them? So you don't make the hockey players make them for you? No. <laughs> now, if you were to, if you were to rate... Graham's peanut butter and jam sandwiches out of ten. Where how would you rate it? Probably ten. Nice, nice. Uh, so chef. they're better. They're better than your mom's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she doesn't hear me though. 
<laughs> you know what, buddy? Your secret's safe with us. We won't tell her, okay? Okay. <laughs> so what what uh, what do you got planned for this summer? Um, I go watch the the Moncton Fisher Cats. No, oh, yeah. Play baseball. How are they doing so far, Brent? They're they're doing not too bad. Mm-hmm. Like we we have our ups and downs, but I think we'll be fine. Yeah, kind of like Moncton this year. Yeah. So are you a bigger Wildcats fan or a bigger Fisher Cat fan? Both. <laughs> both. Both. What if both teams were? What if both teams had a game on the same night? Who would you go watch? Uh, that's a tough question. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a good thing it's the it's a good thing that the schedules don't uh, don't compete with each other. Yeah. Hopefully, they're on different times. You can go watch some of one and some of the other. But my my, my new favorite player for this year. Yeah. It's good. Caleb Denoyer. That's a smart pick. That's a very good pick. Yeah. We've, we're going to have some stuff to, to say about him, uh, you know, probably on this episode. Yeah. What number do you think he's going to wear? Do you think he's going to wear the same number as his brother? Or do you think he's going to pick a different one? What, what number does he have right now? He doesn't have a number. That's why, that's why everyone's oh. wondering which number he's going to pick. Do you think it'll be oh. the same as Elliot or a different? Same as Elliot, maybe. You think he'll wear number nine? That's a uh, that's a good plan. I, I like that, buddy. Um, this was a lot yeah. of fun, Brent. I I really enjoyed this. Do you have any questions for us? Um. Yeah. What What was it like being at the draft, and how 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 much fun was it? It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, I had a great time. The uh, the drive there, not so much. You know, the <laughs> the ten hours in the car. Uh, hopefully, next year's draft is a little closer than uh, than Sherbrooke, but. Did you get some mis- mis- Mr. Puffs? We got some Mr. Puffs, absolutely. <laughs> that was uh, probably the highlight yeah. of the draft, and uh, we we shared some with uh, with Jamie Tozer and, and Pat McNeil, and yeah. uh, that was uh, it was a very good experience. Have you had Mr. Puffs before, Brent? No, no. The only, oh. the only but, negative. But I, I just really hear it from you guys, man. You guys told me about yeah. Mr. Puffs, or someone did. Yeah. Uh, the only negative is we didn't get to bring up Mr. Puffs back because they would have all melted. But, um, it, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, the drive there. through going to be a young team this year, Adam and Jeremy. Do you think we're going to be a young team? Uh, yeah. I think, no, I think we're going to be a little bit more of a veteran squad. Um, I think like, they added two veteran players in Collard and, and Bhutan. So I think that will just help us um, the next level uh, of development, like you said. and. Um, I think we're going to take a pretty good run at uh, trying to win a championship. Yeah. Do Do you think we will win the championship in two, in uh, 2024, 2025? We're we're twenty twenty five. I think we've got a pretty good chance. Yeah. Um. There's there's some teams that will uh, that are going to look uh, pretty good that uh, that same that same year. So yeah, we are in tough, but. Uh, I, I, I think... a, a lot of players that I look up to are Alexi Daniel too. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Anthony Hamel. Yep, Anthony Hamel. Yeah, we he was at the draft actually. We didn't get to talk to him, but he was. He, he was. was? At, he was at the draft for the Wildcats. Yeah, he was helping out uh, the young guys get to where they needed to get to. Uh, How after did I not pre- see that? What's that? How did I not see that? Uh, he might not have been on camera. Um, I don't think he was on the stage when they made their picks. He was kind of in the background, um, helping all the young guys get to their media availabilities and making sure they had to be where 
where they get to be. If the draft is in Cape Breton next year, are you going to drive up? Are you going to make your mom drive up? I'd like to, but it's too far to go. No, you tell your mom it's not too far to go. Well, hope maybe it'll be at the Avenir Center. Is that what I'm hearing? That it will be at the Avenir Center? Well, I don't want to be the one to start rumors here, yeah. but uh, when when we spoke with uh, with with Richie at the draft, he he mentioned something about uh, we 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 comment about how it was so very very warm yeah. inside the rink at the draft uh, over the weekend, and and Richie yeah. said that. Next year's draft will have air conditioning, so uh, How I don't. How long drive was it? It was uh, uh, nine hours. Yeah, nine hours, nine ten hours. Oh boys! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it would have been a little bit longer if we'd have gone through Quebec, but we went through uh, went through the U.S. of A. So um, it was a little bit shorter. Me how are you? I have a picture of uh, of Adam sleeping in the car that I can send to you, Brent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I. How are you, buddy? What's that? Mr. Mugdraft, Jeremy, how are you, buddy? <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, I was passed right out as soon as we left in the morning, and I was passed yeah. right out as soon as we left when we came back. So, um, oh, well, Mr. DeBorn, before we get out of here, we need you to intro our podcast for us. So this is your moment to intro the podcast. So you go ahead. Oh, welcome to the Wildcast Podcast with your host, Adam Lund and Mr. Jeremy Boucher. That is beauty, buddy. That is uh, that we're gonna use that next year. All right. Okay. All right, Brent. You have an excellent night. You have a great summer, and we're gonna see you in uh, in August for training camp. Thank you for doing this. We really appreciate it. No problem, guys. Thanks, Brent. Bye. What a good interview. Like Brent is the. What took it six seasons to have Brent on the show? I don't know. Um, I, we tried at certain points, but mm-hmm. you know us technology he's such a um, busy man he's he is a big deal he's usually got honeys and he's working in his working out working um yeah no it it was very cool to have him on mm-hmm. um you can i just like seeing him around the rink i'm so glad that we're back to mm-hmm. actual fans and stuff and mm-hmm. seeing him around the rink and i i think we'll probably use that intro a few times on the show i don't see why not i think it's uh Mike, you have been overtaken. <laughs> at least, at least on the inner intro. But um, yeah, I, I, I was kind of shocked he did not name Jacob Hudson as one of his favorite players of all time. Also shocked. Yeah, yeah. Jacob Hudson is. He, he has he's, like, he's like the. No, I wouldn't say face of the franchise. He's just been that. Yeah. Kind of. He's the face of Wildcat Way. Yeah, that's that's where I was going with yeah. it. He's 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 that not 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 a cornerstone, but uh, he's like he he he's the definition of of the Wildcat Way. Yeah. You know, there's been him and him and Pelts are are kind of if if you want to make it here in Moncton and you want to be a fan favorite, mm-hmm. those are the two guys you know that you want to you want to look up to. And I, I just I just so happen to think that um, we drafted one. On Saturday, that's uh, going to be that next Wildcat Way type of player. That, ladies and gentlemen, is what you call a segue. The Q Draft Preview on the Wildcast Podcast. Nailed it. <laughs> Good skills, bro. Good skills. Uh, 
First of all, like we said in the uh, in the opening, we want to thank the QMJHL um, and Maxime Bluin for that bad boy for a media pass. Um, six years of hard work finally paid off, and this uh, and right the Moncton here. Wildcats uh, for giving us access to the draft floor as well. Um, these swanky new Wildcats, uh, Wildcats draft caps. Um, we got a couple of those, um, and gr- granting us access to interviews. And yeah. you know, we probably could have got a few more if we'd have been up in their uh, suite looking for it. But I just didn't want to bombard them with things. Um, they were didn't want to ask for too much. Yeah, exactly. Didn't want to didn't want to bother them and be like, can we have this? Can we have this? Can we have this? Can we have this? Um, so, I mean, we had Caleb Denoy on, um, Olivia Boutin, we got yeah. to talk to him. Mm-hmm. One of us did. Your mic was off. Yeah, I was, I'm, <laughs> so, I'm glad my mic was off because, oh my God, did I ever absolutely t- <laughs> butcher that, man? Like, holy First question was crap. really good. <laughs> I went from like pro sports reporter to like, what the hell am I doing with my life? Like it, it was a took it was a debacle, and I'm I'm like I'm like Jesus, this guy's not gonna want to report to training camp if these idiots are around the rink. In, in fairness, you probably didn't hear my question, which was what can you bring, and so you repeated the question because it was quite loud. And for those sixty-five people that were on most of our live and the sixteen hundred that popped in at different times. We thought the mic sounded great. We had no real idea they didn't mm-hmm. sound great. I mean, they picked up a lot of stuff, um, including a lot of different uh, sounds and music and stuff from yeah. from the draft. So we, we apologize for that. But, hey, if you could kind of make out what we were saying, we do appreciate you sticking with us. I think my other favorite part is when Richie came over. Oh, yeah. Behind the, us. The impromptu Richie the in, interview. The impromptu Richie. So we didn't ask him for an interview uh, early on after round uh, after pick six, I believe, in between pick six yeah. and – and the first round, and he comes over. Hey, guys, what do, think, what, hey, what do you hey think guys. so far, guys? Oh, are you guys live? Oh, <laughs> oh, hey. Yeah, he turns, he looks dead in the camera, goes, are you guys live? We want to thank Richie Tebow for joining <laughs> us during the first round. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And he kind of went from, like, jokingly, like, what do you guys think to serious Richie. GM face. Well, we got a lot of good players, and, uh, you know, we were able to get up and get Lottery shot. Richie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty good, so... Um, just quickly looking at our mock draft here, I think we at least got three. I got Lampron right, didn't I? I was gonna say I, I'm gonna check that just quickly off the top three. I'm actually getting it. So we got Denoyer, mm-hmm. Gite, yeah, Norbert. Really? Yeah, we got Norbert at three. You took Norbert because Let's you go. were you were gonna take Wang, and then we talked to Blanc, uh, Cedric. Yeah, and you were like, after talking to Cedric, I think I'm gonna go with this player, and you yeah. took uh, you took Norbert. Let's go. Um, so we went. Technically, we went Wang four, LeConte five, yeah. and LeConte went four, and Wang went five, both yeah. to Shakutami. But mm-hmm. I think we kind of uh, Carrier no, Owen Conrad no. He was complete fall off the board, wasn't yeah. he? So that was. I mean, we technically got the top five just in the wrong order. Yeah. But I'll give it to us because why not? I Owen thought... Conrad went twentieth. We had him going eight. That was oh wow, Conrad. That's a steal, man. Like I can't believe he fell. Like uh, I don't know if there's a reason why he fell, but that's a that's a steal for uh, Charlottetown, right? Mm-hmm. That's a steal. Uh, him and uh, Kiersey are going to be on that blue line for 
three or four years together. Yep. And uh, you know they're going to do some some really good things for for Charlottetown, so they should be super pumped about that. Oh, we were close on Chandler. Really? He went sixteen. We had thirteen. Damn. Yeah. Louis Alex Tremblay. We had twelve to Shakutami. Mm-hmm. He went thirteen to Sherbrooke. So again, without trades, this is quite yeah. tough. Um, I did not have. Oh, I had LaSalle going sixteen, and he went ten. So, hey, we were better than last year. <laughs> yeah, but Lomprong, who? Where do we oh, have? We had Vilnius went uh, six or went seven. And we ended up going six. Oh. Where did uh, Lomprong? Where do we have Lomprong? Nine. And he went nine. Yes. Yes. Got it. <laughs> Woo! I knew I had it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You took him. You took him there. Well done. Yeah. So, uh, Prude home went a little earlier than we thought, but um, yeah, not that's that was a way better mock draft than what we did uh, last year. We just had the first two, so we are getting better at this, ladies and gentlemen. So that's four out of twenty, boys. So stick with us. So, that's uh, like one fifth. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty good. Um, Fractions. I guess your surprise is. Uh, is Conrad at 20 in the first round? My surprise is Conrad, yeah, at 20. That was definitely a drop. Uh, same thing with Chandler, uh, just based on where they were in, on CSR. But, you know, when I talk about Chandler, you know, his skating is, he's, uh, you know, I wouldn't say he's got some bricks in his skates, but, you know, yeah. his, uh, he's got a wicked shot. And I think if he can work on his skating all summer, he's going to, I think he's going to make his, his pick seem like a like a steal mm-hmm. uh i think for me it's uh 12 is emil ricard to cape breton mm-hmm. um i think that shocked a lot of people there um he seems like he's going to make his way to cape breton if i translated yeah. one of yeah, the articles he's, he's he said already, dubois yeah. went there flurry went there emil ricard is gonna go there i think the reason that myself and a lot of people were shocked was cole chandler was still on the board Owen Conrad was still mm-hmm. on the board and, you know, say what you will about Cape Breton. Sometimes they have tough times getting guys to report. Um, I thought they'd take their, their own guy. I think I had them taking uh, Owen Conrad at, at eight before they moved. So I think that for me was one of the surprises. And, and the other one was probably Zach Wheeler mm. falling almost out of the second round. Like, we had him at the end of the first. You talked about him last year um, and into this year. And even I did on the co- uh, like a color games um, for the Flyers. He's a, He should be a top 10 pick. He's a top 10 pick all year talking about it. And I, did a tournament one every four years hurt him that bad? That's what people are saying. Uh, believe it or not, it seems like. Uh, I mean, if that doesn't motivate him in Blaineville. Yeah. Which, and it's a good fit. Blainville is a really good fit for him. You know, they're a rebuilding team, and he should be able to crack that roster. Yep. You know, he should be able to play there next year, and good for him. You know, it's almost like one of those perfect opportunities. Yep. And then they went and took his teammate, Noah Collette, which just helps from the fact that I, I don't know if Noah Collette will make it, but mm-hmm. the fact that he can go down there and, and have some familiarity with a teammate mm-hmm. getting used to um, – that city in a new city. Mm-hmm. Good for him. I mean, a lot of our, a lot of our first round guys, Kilfoyle, Elliot Dubé, they kind of fell a little bit into the second round. St. John going with that random American, like St. John does. Um, he's 
was even, he there? Even yeah, even beverage was def- Egan, was yeah. at the was at the draft. Yeah, Egan, and which, uh, that's pretty. I mean, if they can get him, and they've got him, like yeah. he's he's one hundred percent committed. Uh, he's uh, he actually went and told USHL teams not to take him because he wanted to play CHL, <laughs> and uh, so he sh- he should have been a first or second round pick in in the US USHL draft but I think he didn't go till uh, like a fifth or sixth round yeah. so teams clearly believed what he was saying and that's a good a good catch for for St. John he seems uh he seems interested in playing in the CHL and uh too bad he wasn't an American draft selection because he'd literally be the first American draft selection to <laughs> play for the team that yeah. picked him. Yep. But um, no, no, it's that, that's a good uh there was an article uh in the Telegraph Journal, Kevin Barrett talking to Anthony Stella and Anthony Stella's like I've literally I think his parents were pissed off at how many times I called because I was calling that family oh, really? day after day after Just day sure. after day. Are you sure you want to come here? Do we have your commitment? If we pick you, will you be here? And the answer was yes, 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 and yes. Yeah. So good for good for the Sea Dogs. It's yeah. uh, it's obviously not a player that we know very much a lot about. So he's he seems like he's uh, should be a steal of a player. Yeah, and, and before we get into to our group from last Wednesday to to Saturday. That's a big win for both maritime teams and St. John getting him to report and Charlottetown getting um, Mitchell, the kid from Shattuck's, St. Mary's. Oh, um, Butler. Butler. Yeah, Matthew uh, Butler. Matthew yeah. Butler, not yep. Mitchell. Um, that's a that's a big win for the Maritimes division to get those two players from American programs um, out of the USHL into our division, our league. Yeah, I mean, it's the Butler thing doesn't really surprise me. Uh, he's from Newfoundland, uh, and you've seen Marcus Kiersey, you mm-hmm. know, do really good things for Charlottetown. So I'm sure he kind of helped with that recruiting pro- that process. Probably threw in some uh, Brett Budgel phone calls too, <laughs> to the uh, yeah. to the Butler family on that one. But no, it's it's a good, uh, it's a really good pickup. He's he's a really skilled player. Like he's he's going to do some really good things in Charlottetown. Yay, eight, nine times a year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, going back to the trade deadline, we haven't had a show since then. Um, I mean, failing on getting a first-rounder uh, return is not a return that we thought we'd see. And, yes, it was the 20th pick that went through eight other teams or some yeah. silliness yeah, like that. Yeah. But it was basically free that they turned around and flipped that to Bathurst mm-hmm. for Olivier Boutin. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a first and a seventh to Bathurst for Boutin, um, the sixth, and Drummondville second overall. Um, and then they made uh, another move, sending Hugo, Hugo Marcel and Manic Saracen for a tenth and a fifth rounder in 2024. I mean, you take Philly on and you flip him into a 20-year-old defenseman in Olivia Boutin. Basically, the trade kind of washes because the 20, 20th overall pick is basically a second-round pick. There was only 20 because of the uh, non-reporting for Shakutami last year. Mm-hmm. Drummondville's second in 2024 could be a close to high pick. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of wash out, and I think, like I said to him when I interviewed him, I'm, we've only seen him twice. Fans have only seen him play here and there. Fans aren't tuning in to see Gatineau. That's right. And this is a veteran defenseman that 
this young core, which we saw get much younger with the the loss of Darcy and Iacenza. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Darcy for winning Memorial Cup. Um, I think he's just going to step in and just lead a very young core. Yeah, you're right. He's he, I don't think, and you kind of nailed it there, Adam. You said it's like it's a gat. No, you're not. You're not going to sit around and on a, on a off night, a Wildcats off night, and watch Gatno. Uh, I don't think people realize how good mm-hmm. Olivier Boutin really is. Uh, he's he's going to come in and, and really help out that that you know there's still a young young decor. Uh, Grandier is going to be 18. Forte Jean-Dron is going to be 17. Ballantyne got limited ice time last yeah. year. Yeah, it's. I I think it's a good acquisition. You know, you. Some people will say we pretty much got him for free. Yeah. Right, and it's yeah. and it's, as much as you want to, critique what I just said. I mean, put the put the math together. We, pretty much got him for free. Yeah. And yeah, a sixth and a seventh, really. Yeah. I mean, because yeah, like it's 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 a wash, right? Yeah. And I think he's probably going to be one of the top overage defensemen in the league next year. And I think the player that he's going to help out the most is Natan Grenier. Mm-hmm. And I think he's going to be that defenseman that helps get the puck out right away. It makes a good first pass. We had a lot of issues with that. I, I remember saying that time after time on the live that get the puck out, get the puck out, get the puck out. Like once they can't get it out, they scramble. And that's where a lot of our issues came from. And he's a good puck moving defenseman. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm necessarily surprised that Marcel was dealt, but I think I'm surprised Marcel was dealt when he was dealt. I thought he may be on the team. I had him as my third defenseman. Now, this was before Boutin got here, but I had him as my third defenseman. Um, so I thought maybe you could have Boutin, Moran, uh, Forte Jondron, and Marcel as your top four going into Christmas. And like Richie said, he, he did a lot of good things. He came in as a free agent. He had a lot of good offensive numbers. Maybe you turn that into something a little more at the Christmas trade period. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I was surprised by the move, but I was surprised when the move happened. The way I look at it is, to me, Ballantyne's got more upside than Marcel, mm-hmm. uh, and I think we just we saw Marcel really flourish because, like I think I've said a thousand times during the season that Ballantyne should be playing more, and this trade will allow him to play more. Uh, Marcel clearly loved it here and it's one just one of those trades i think richie said that you don't like making because he loved it here but mm-hmm. he will play a lot more in sherbrooke yeah. and saracen will actually play in the league in sherbrooke so it's 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 an ice time move yeah right it's it's a responsibility move that was made and uh, he's marcel's gonna have increased responsibilities in in sherbrooke and he his responsibilities was, I mean, I didn't know what to expect from him when he got to Moncton. I didn't know yeah. anything about him. Crying out loud, he was playing midget double A, I think, three years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something right? like that. Right? He came out of absolute nowhere. And, uh, you know, anytime you can take a free agent and flip it, that's very good asset management. And that's that's what happened. Yep. And that's why in Tebow we trust. Because... Mm-hmm. He's able to move and flip these players, and I don't think it's any more accurate than moving Philion for a first rounder. Yeah, and this is not a shot at Philion, but and it's like not his, just that. I mean, like his the the limited ice time he had, and when he had it, he was 
not great because he had the limited ice time and he didn't quite develop the way he should have. I think we talked off off air and in our chat, like I didn't even want to say a second rounder because I didn't think that's what they would get for him. I was like, well, if you get a third rounder because you can't attach it to a first round like the Spence deal. Mm -hmm. That's why I sit behind a microphone and I play GM. So um, he doesn't, Ramuski doesn't make their trip here until uh, mid-January, January 16th, I believe. And then we go up to January or up to Ramuski the, the weekend before. But, um, you know, he, it's a player that needed a fresh start. And, um, you know, I hope all the best things for, for Philion. Yeah, and it looks like he's, uh, I think we said on the live during the draft, it's maybe you could hear it, maybe you yeah. didn't. But, you know, in Ramuski, it looks like it's going to be Vince Fillion and uh, LaSalle. Will and LaSalle, right, as a, as a goaltending yeah, tandem. I thought Harmler so, was back, but you didn't no. think he was. No, Harmler is, is gone. Robert is gone. Um, that's basically it. Do they, they have a coach yet? I don't no. think Ramuski has a coach. Whoa. No, all right. No, they don't. So, yeah, and and just getting back to like trades and, yeah. and stuff like that. Um, we didn't see the blockbuster. We didn't see the Gabriel Dag. No, uh, we didn't. Which is, it, Luno will get traded, uh, and it, yeah, he's still with Gatno, isn't he? He's still with Gatno. No, no, Warren got dealt. Warren got dealt. Vero got dealt. Yeah. So they still have Sam Savoy and and, and Tristan Luno, which will help that team maybe win some games in the first half, provide some leadership. But after that, it'll be a complete <laughs> train wreck and got yeah. no. Um, the after Christmas team. Yeah, the after Christmas team. No, but, but getting on top of uh, on the trade topic, um, case in point, why you make your trades the night before the draft yeah. uh, was yeah. clearly proven, um, you know, to get the sixth pick, which ended up being Sean Carrier, Yes, we gave up the 13th pick and our first rounder next year. But when who, who was it? Drummondville traded it to Sherbrooke or Sherbrooke traded it to who got who ended up with the 7th pick? Blaineville? Yeah, Blaineville for Sherwin. Yeah. So Blaineville traded, yeah. Blaineville traded 17th Schwinian trades to Drummondville. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so this is, seven. this is what Blaineville gave to Schwinnigan. Yeah. Or okay. Schwinnigan gave the seventh and the right. 26th. Yeah. So Blaineville had to give up technically two first rounders and two second rounders to get seventh overall one pick after Moncton sniped them. And we gave up two firsts. That's why you do trades the night before the draft rather than on the trade floor because prices will escalate as you're doing uh, trades on the floor. So um, another strategically excellent move uh, by the uh, hockey ops team there in Moncton. And yeah, I think that uh, sixth pick is going to be a very, very good one. So for those who are saying... I don't like uh, trading up unless you're gonna. You're getting a good why fucking didn't we, player. Why didn't we stay at thirteen and yeah. take and eighteen? And we could have had this guy. And a, a wise hockey man once told me because you're getting a damn good player. Not even that. A wise man once told me, you make a move for a player, 
you know what you're getting. Yep. You trade draft picks. You don't quite know what you're getting. Yes. The 13th and 18th could be great players in the queue. Absolutely. The Who is that? Uh, Louis-Alex Tremblay and Jabaz Samor. Could mm-hmm. be great players in the queue. They also could have a tough time and need to change the scenery two years down the road. You just you literally don't know. So if mm-hmm. you have a guy in mind that you want to go get, and we've talked about this with Richie all the time, is he stays true to his board and he goes and he gets his guys. And that's what he did. Pretty easy to stay true to his board with Caleb Denway, eh? <laughs> the number one overall pick. Um, he, just like his brother. Love the kid. Um, had a chance to interview him. And what can he bring to Moncton? Wants a to two, bring a cup. A 200 fort game, and I hope I can bring a cup. Mm-hmm. And where have we heard that before? Cups. He said cups. Yep. And where have we heard that before? Yep. Um, so I'm I'm all in on that. And they moved up again. Giving up a first rounder next year. All right. Um, we have two seconds next year. We can yeah. make a move into the first. Um, Whatever. To take Sean Carrier, mm-hmm. who was Denoyer's line mate at the uh, Canada yeah. Games. Yeah. And is also dating Denway's sister, so they are really good friends. Are they? Yeah. Actually? That's the info I got today. Funny. Yeah. So they're really good friends. And, I mean, if you can get two players that played together in a tournament and had success and know each other and and are good friends, then why – and you can make that move? Absolutely. You look at next year, um, they got, what, two seconds, a third, a fourth, a fifth, and then in 2025 they got a first and two-thirds. So – there's still room to make some movement either to get into the first round next year or the year after that. They've still got some capital to go get guys if we host a, the Memorial Cup of 2025. So, mm-hmm. um, and then instead of the 18th pick, they traded the 18th pick and a third rounder to Big Como for Vincent Collard, who we talked about about a month ago. Um, I do like this player um, coming to Moncton, getting a change of scenery. So we now have first round pick, sixth overall pick, and the third pick from just two years ago mm-hmm. out of the first round. I love what they did in that first round. I like that they addressed everything. Um, four through ten, a lot of Maritimers. We talked about that the rest of the weekend. One of us got pretty drunk, so we didn't go live. So that's why you're getting the coverage right now. <laughs> I don't know which one, but one of it us did. not me. Um, but again, they, they got a... They got a lot of Maritimers and a lot of local mm-hmm. guys, and mm-hmm. I, I don't, uh, I don't necessarily hate that move because you got to have guys local, and and these are the guys that work. And you know, Layla asked us the difference between Maritimers and Quebec players, mm-hmm. and and all this, and you know, there are very good Maritime players, but a lot of the times they're kind of the skill guy or the 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 working guys, and yeah. you can't have enough of the working wildcat way guys and you get a lot of character in those players no you're right it's uh i'm not uh, <laughs> was i surprised they took a lot of maritimers yeah yeah i was you know it's uh definitely not what i what i expected but i also think they kind of hit on their picks mm-hmm. you know it's uh you're not going to be able to go and get a, a, a stud guy who's going to put up 80, 90, 100 points in the fourth, fifth, sixth round, unless you're completely lucky and you pull a Connor Garland out of the back of your head. Yeah. You know, that's just not going to happen. That's the, the th- anything really past the third round are like your 75% chance they're going to be depth. 
depth players. Yep. Uh, and that's what you're going to get with Easton Schlender. Um, that's what you're going to get with, you know, a Caden McGuigan. That's what you're going to get with, with guys like that. Uh, there's, there's players that I think that I think they kind of hit on later in the rounds. You know, it looked like guys like, you know, Luke Sinclair and, 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 and Drew Kiever. You know, those are two, two Maritimers. Well, they're going to go play. They're not going to play in the queue next year. There's just absolutely no room. No. But they're going to go play prep probably in the U.S. And from there, you've got to see what you can do with them. You know, there's, uh, and it wouldn't be a Wildcats draft without, you know, picking a former player's son. <laughs> and it happened twice. Yeah. You know, there's, um, I mentioned Cade McGuigan. If you don't know his story uh, about what happened in his youth. Google it. Google it. Um, it's, I don't know. You, you just, you got to Google Pull it. Pull it for that guy. Yep. Yep. Uh, <laughs> we are cheering for him. Uh, yeah. But no, like, a guy like Schlender, um, he's he's just someone who's going to play hard and he's going to be tough. He's going to go in the dirty areas. He's going to work. Uh, I think he's probably going to be a high pick in the Maritime Hockey League draft. If he plays Junior A next year at 16, it's really going to help his development. And then he can probably play you know maybe maybe a call up here or there in the second half of the season maybe be a full-timer in in 2024 2025 we'll see um you know look at ben Lindsay. he was just a you know a big and sturdy strong defenseman and i think he <clears throat> progressed a lot during the season mm-hmm. you know you look at the monktonian where he wasn't really on the radar and then by the time the ice jam rolled around two months later, he was on the radar. Like he's had a tremendous, his, his season with, there was tremendous growth in the season. Again, probably a player that I don't know if he can play some, I don't know if he'd play junior A next year, but uh, I also think he physically, he's too strong for U18. So maybe he can play some junior A. Uh, McGuigan, you know, his upside is, is really good. Uh, he's like your probably your power forward type of player. Uh, if he's going to score goals and gets, get points, he's going to do it by going to the net. And, you know, he's going to take a beating doing it, but he's also a player who doesn't mind getting that, slashed yeah. and hacked and whacked. Um, and we just happened to draft the tallest player in the draft yeah. as well, Tristan Langlois, you know, six foot five and like 190 pounds like he's his size is um obviously noticeable on 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 the ice and mm-hmm. it's uh don't uh he's a project you call a project defenseman and um despite his size he's not that physical shut down defenseman to me i think he's more of a two-way guy uh and you know there's there's other guys that they probably hit on in the in later rounds that uh, could end up having a career in in the queue. So it's it's to me, I think it was a really good draft for for Moncton. They addressed some needs and got the players they needed. And um, you know, there's even the two Americans. You know, there's uh, I think it's uh, Niles and uh, Pellet Pelletary. The, uh, yeah, Niles was the 14th pick. Yeah, Niles with 14th round, and then Pelletary. Like these are two guys who and Shane Gould. Yeah, so, yeah, the Niles and Pelletieri, these are two guys who apparently had zero interest in playing NCAA. They they want to play junior hockey. 
Uh, they want to play CHL. They actually came to Moncton, believe it or not, during the second round against Halifax. Watched a game at the Avenue Center. Got a tour of the building. Um, so that just shows they're building for the win. Yeah, they're <laughs> they're invested. They want to play. Uh, they want to play junior. And and Shane Gould, if they can get him to uh, to play junior, I think it's one of those guys who he's just a high end talent, elite skating defenseman. Pelletier, he's six foot or five nine, two oh eight. He's thick, man. He's a, a thick boy. Yeah, that is a big that is a big boy. He's um when I look when I look at him, I think uh Zach Malatesta. Done. Um just a thick yeah. guy. Uh plays plays physical, open ice hits, uh, but also can can you know kind of chip in offensively as well. So all in all, I thought it was a pretty good draft. Uh and Yep. We'll see. I think you know the Dinoyer and and Carrier and Collard guys. They'll obviously Collard, but <laughs> yeah, the the Dinoyer, but that's your first round. Yeah, like Dinoyer and Carrier will one hundred percent be on the team. Yeah, in in August or September, whenever this whenever the season starts, the other guys maybe not so much. You know, there's, there's they they need to play some some results to get some more ice time and to develop, but. Yeah, but it, so. if they're playing for elsewhere to get some development back in their U18 team or, mm-hmm. you know, junior A for a year or two, well, guess what? We're going to be rebuilding in a year or two. And we need these guys that have work ethic and, and have some seasoning. And, you know, yeah, it's great to have the top end guys that obviously one and two and three rounds. And those are your stars that mm-hmm. you usually have and you build around. But I've said it many times. You can trust Richie's drafts at the the back end. I mean, Thomas Darcy was an eighth round pick. Daniel was an eleventh. Mm-hmm. OJ was the twelfth. Mm-hmm. Mueller was a tenth. Um, oh come on, computer! You're making me look stupid. Twenty twenty one. Loudsbury four. Firejohn, who's going to be in the league at five. Um, Ryan Hackett is a tenth. He Manic, has a shot to make. Manic Saracen. going to Sherbrooke now. Mm-hmm. Has a shot to make the team. Mm-hmm. Hackett had a cup of coffee. Played quite well. Um, and if somebody, I mean, based on the season that Keegan Warren played, yeah, you know, there could be a team that's like, you know, we we'd like to have his rights. If okay, fourteenth round pick. You know, it's um, there's a chance goalies like to surprise coming out of camp. Yeah. I'm not saying, I'm just saying goalies um, take so long to develop. That's true. You know, a fourteenth round pick like Keegan Warren could end up being a starter yeah. for uh, for you and, know a rebuilding team. And again, that's a. They've done a really good job of drafting guys that when they play in junior and junior A, mm-hmm. they win championships. Or yep. junior A and 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 uh, U eighteen, they're winning championships. And Keegan Warren is another one. Mm-hmm. Um, Delorier was a third, uh, but you've got Eli James who played really well in the preseason. Um, last year's draft's going to be tough, but Riley Sampson, a seventh round pick, mm-hmm. he had a pretty good cup of coffee in a, in a few um, call ups. So. Do I see anybody after Carrier, Denoyer, um, and obviously Collard, but Denoyer and Carrier making the team this year? No. Do I see some of these guys getting a cup of coffee on a road trip with injuries? Absolutely. I mean, Easton Schindler, he could start the year here mm-hmm. for a little while. He could be a, a call up on a road trip through Cape Breton and Halifax if there's an injury, depending where he goes. Like, you know, Ryan Daw. That's a Newfoundland kid. I mean, he's big, 
big, big, yeah, six two one seventy four. That's where I was looking. I was like, where is my mind going? Six two one seventy four. Like that's a big defenseman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke Moran. I watch him a lot with the Flyers. Good, simple puck moving defenseman. He's a little short, but all these kids are a little small mm-hmm. when they're coming out of U uh, sixteen. So yeah, I. I I don't think anyone will really make the squad this year like an impact, but they will get cups of coffee, and that's all you want is because this group is able to get these guys playing limited minutes, a couple call-ups here and there, and they're having success. And Saracen, we said it last year when he got a couple games and Samson got a couple games, they didn't look out of place in the roles they were playing, and that's what you're you're kind of looking for. Mm-hmm. They didn't take a defenseman until the fifth round. Uh, were you a little surprised by that, that they took a few more forwards this time than defensemen when the forward was – the forward group is – we're going to do a roster here in a minute after our interview, but the forward group is – like, there's a lot of good forwards on the team right now, and defense – I was surprised they didn't take a few more defensemen. Yeah, it was uh, – you know, once they got to that fourth-round pick, and I was like, okay, well, you know, they've got – they took Denoyer, they took Carrier, they've added Collard. I, I think this is going to be a defenseman, and when I first – Saw the name Easton Schlender. I thought he was a defenseman until I looked up that he was Good a forward. Good solid name though, Easton. Oh yeah, it's like it's what it's a dub name for sure. Oh, we had a couple of those. What was the other one? Caden uh, McGuigan. Caden McGuigan is a dub yeah. name. That's a dub yeah. name. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was a surprise, but Ben Lindsay is also, I think, someone who can probably play uh, on this team. Probably maybe as early as I think he's about a year and a half away. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. I, I, on this team, we'll see. But he's definitely a cute player, and uh, we'll see where where he ends up. And there's there's a lot of players on this t- that that they were drafted that are that will play in this league. It's just a matter of of, of will it be with Moncton or will uh, a team like we really like this player and we will overpay to get you know their rights. And that's again that's asset management. Yeah, um, so we obviously uh, had the media access, so we were able to get some players, and uh, we were pleased to be joined by a uh, head scout who we tried to have on before the draft, uh, but he was a little busy, so we waited till after the American draft um, to have him on, and that was uh, head scout Alex Gauthier, so um, here is his Not, interview. But- All right, the, the draft is wound down. Uh, it's been a long day, Jeremy. Um, we're here with head scout uh, Alex Gauthier. Um, I guess let's just start at the top. Uh, Caleb Denoyer. A lot of people had him as a consensus pick for about six months. Um, Jeremy and I had talked about there was a small part of us that thought maybe not, but uh, just talk about Caleb Denwayne and what uh, what you saw in him all year long that kept him at the top of our list. Yeah, absolutely. So Caleb, uh, with the obvious connection with the Elliot, we knew he was coming since a couple of years already. <laughs> so uh, when we won the lottery at that point of the season, I don't think there was any doubt with who we were going to pit when we went, we won the lottery. And uh, Caleb is just a, he's a true centerman, a tall guy. Like, he, he's close to 6'2 right now. Like, the people are going to be uh, surprised by his size and how he skates and, and the playmaking ability. And he has the character of the, you know, I, I will I will not compare his character to Jake Paltin, but in some ways, you know, those top guys, they, they just want to be the best. Yeah. Like, and that's what, Caleb will push the other guy to be better because he wants to be the top guys and he wants to win. And uh, yeah, that's uh, he just he's a pretty much total package uh, at center and uh, offensively what he can bring. He will have an impact early for sure. And moving up to sixth overall to take uh, Sean uh, Sean Cartier, 
Uh, you know, anytime you move up in the draft, people will, will question, okay, is it worth it? Well, what's Sean Carey going to bring to the Wildcats team to uh, so the fans know what they're getting? Yeah, Sean. Sean is a guy that was targeted by a lot of team uh, close to that pick. So we knew we had to get up to six if we wanted him. And uh, I think when we met with Sean was really the moment that we said, like, okay, that's the kid we want. Mm. Our, the character and our, the compete level, the speed is a very good offensive player. Just to give the, the, the guys a, a little example, he got 15 more points than... Uh, Caleb last year in Bantam so you know the guy can play offensively as well and Caleb and uh, Sean played together at the Canada Games mm -hmm. on the Team Quebec team uh, and they, they, they really did well together so they are good friends and they, they get along well so that, that was important for us and uh, I, what I said to Richie all the time at the point we are in our uh, cycle I think we need to go uh, quality over quantity and uh, yes we sacrifice maybe a a good player by giving uh, uh, the first round pick next year but we think we can find a way to find it back and we should be fine with that and that's what Richie's talked about uh, the few years we've had him on the show is the wildcat way and getting players to to buy into the room and jeremy and i talked about it on the live uh on draft day i mean this this room i don't want to say it was fractured but they were very up and down throughout the season and now you've got a guy like uh, Denoyer, who's a leader on that team. You got Sean Carrier, who's, uh, you know, Richie compared him to a, a Pelche type guy. Um, is that just kind of something that you were looking for, part of the Wildcat way, is guys that are good in their individual locker rooms that you can bring into a locker room? Yeah, they're 16, but they're leaders in their own locker room. They know how to, to rally a group. I think we need a guy with the, where, where we are, again, going forward for two good years, next two years. I think we needed guys that had the character to find their ways and push for ice time and push the other guys that are there and uh, I, yes it's important character we won't lie it's important there were guy in this draft that we will have a, a tough time select because of characters and uh, but these two i mean there's no issue there they, they will bring everybody up with them i like the denway wants to win a championship and he said that on, at the draft. He also said that to us, too, in our interview. So. After that, we actually saw a, uh, a string of maritime players yeah. off the board. Eastern uh, Slender, Ben Lindsay, Caden McGuigan, uh, Luke Sinclair. Uh, just tell us about those guys, what are they going to bring to the organization? Yeah, obviously, it just happened like that. Like last year, we drafted more Quebec kids. This year, it just ended up that on our list, a player that were next and coming and that we liked were athletic player. Uh, Slender was... Uh, way higher than that on our list because he fill a role that we really like. Mm -hmm. uh, he's a very good athlete. He, he's built like a truck. He hits hard. He shoots the box. He had a great, great, great progression this year. So how he progressed, we project him to be a very good complement to the, the, the quality talent we got at the top. Mm -hmm. And he's a, he's a natural right shot uh, player. So he he kind of fits in. You know what? At one point, when they are those three guys are 18, 19, they might be the just on the same line. And uh, if not, I mean, Easton, I think, will for sure find a way to, to bring something to the table because of what he, ca he is. And then if we move on to Ben Lindsay, uh, it's, it's a tall D. We, we drafted big early in the draft. So uh, he's a tall D, like a close to probably 6'2 right now. Uh, good skater for his size, moved the puck, played the power play with Cole Arbor. Uh, he had some uh, good finish. He was on Team Nova Scotia for Canada game as well. Uh, he will need to improve his strength. He's tall, but he's not strong right now. Uh, but when he, he'll do that, 
it'll be uh, very efficient we think down the road and if we go uh, we continue with the uh, Caden McGeegan uh, him and Schlender were relatively close on our list and they fill the same type of role and uh, McGeegan when we see him still in there in the six I was like oh well, we'll just pick we, we never have enough character yeah. and, and physical and it's the type of player that usually uh, we we were not uh, we seem unable to get not that we, we don't like but just they fall in the crack and this draft we were able to draft that that type of player that bring the physical side and McKeegan's a good player like he was one of the top guy for PI uh, at the Canada Games and he he's a, he will be a, a tough guy to play against on the road for sure uh, I can complete because we, you you mentioned Luke Saint Clair uh, Luke is a very talented player. Is playing out of Sydney, so it was a, a little bit of a, a weaker team this year, and uh, is, he was one of the leading scoring Bantam scoring in uh, Nova Scotia. So uh, I think he has great upside. He needs to work on his strength and a little bit of his skating. But down the road, I think offensively he can be a very nice surprise for our club. I think he, he can end up like if you would have told me at the end of the season, he would have been at the. Uh, Sorry, at the beginning of the season, he would have been there in seven round. I would have said, no way, this guy is a, for sure a first three round pick. So very happy to get him there. Yeah, it, it looked definite, and it's been a, a thing that they had last year too, in, in terms of size and um, you know getting big guys that can play, and that's kind of the way that the uh, the Wildcats have gone. I guess just looking back on last year's draft, just quickly taking uh, you know Gabe Smith, um, you know he's made leaps and bounds strides. Um, just talk about what you saw in his progression, because I'm sure you've kept tra track of, of him uh, since last year. Uh, yeah, Gabe, I think. I, everybody on the team loves Gabe, I think. Yeah. Uh, to I think it will be just what we thought he will be down the road. He just started to uh, understand when he uses his body, when he's physical, <laughs> what he can bring to the table. And the good thing with Gabe is that he's smart. He can shoot the puck. He can pass the puck. He's a... He's an intelligence player, right? So he, he knows, and I think uh, he will be for sure a top nine player for us relatively quickly, probably as soon as next year. And it seems every year we, we have a selection that goes full circle. Uh, Benjamin Donfus, uh, the son of uh, J.F. Donfus, uh, former Wildcats goalie, former Wildcats uh, goalie scout, uh, goalie coach. Uh, what are you seeing him as a, as a defenseman? Yeah, um, Ben, uh, he played in Ratase. Uh, he's a tall He's a defenseman, he moves well. He wasn't fully committed, I think, to the league, so that's why he, he went down the road and he, he wanted to be picked by us. So uh, I think he can be, uh, if he continues to uh, add strength in his game, and uh, skating is there and transition is there. And, and we went full circle as well with, uh, you may not know that for now, but Anthony Roy, that we pick in the eighth round, is the son of former Wildcat Jonathan Roy, oh wow. who played in the early early 2000 or something yeah. like that. Mm -hmm. So that's his son as well. So that's two sons of former Wildcats that we mm -hmm. pick. And uh, Anthony uh, is, is playing in uh, Levy, so that's where he's from. And he's a guy that, outside of the fact that he was a former Wildcat son, we like a lot of stuff about him as well. And we got him in the eighth round. And mm -hmm. he's a late born. He will grow. He will. So I think it's it's a good project. Like uh, Tristan Lagois, we pick in the six, 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 six foot six defenseman. We don't find that that often. So I think there's a, he's a good project there. So really happy of the. At the end of the day, we we got a, a bit of everything. 
so we're very happy with how the draft went. Yeah, I mean, that's what we talked about. We got a piece of everything, um, including goaltender in, in Cormier, but um, we don't want to take too much of your time as you're probably quite uh, quite tired after a full day and a full year, but um, we take we appreciate you taking the time to do this. It's kind of been an annual thing having you in and around the draft, and hopefully maybe we'll have you in and around the uh, trade deadline again and talk about some of the prospects, how they're coming, and, and what we think is going to move move forward. Absolutely, anytime, guys. It's my pleasure to be with you for sure. Thank you. So, I, you know, you talked about having, first of all, thanks for doing that, uh, Alex, and to mm -hmm. Michelle. Thanks for granting all these interviews. <laughs> um, you know, you knew about Benjamin Danfus, but you didn't know about uh, Anthony Waugh. Yeah, that's being, right. Uh, uh, his, his son dad, of a former player. That's correct. Uh, his, his dad, uh, Jonathan Waugh, was, uh, was a key part of the of the Wildcats in, in the late 90s and, and you know, going into that uh, the playoffs in – in uh, 2020, uh, not 2020, sorry, 2000, the year 2000, Y2K. Um, I think that's the season where he had something like 150 points and 60-something goals, just a ridiculous year. And we had a team that was built to win a championship. Uh, and unfortunately, uh, you know, during that uh, during that playoff run, he, he got diagnosed with cancer and uh, he was uh, obviously shut down for – uh, for the rest of the season, and we didn't win a championship. You know, it's uh, missing out on his um, his offensive abilities really uh, really hurt the Wildcats. But I remember, I remember that. Uh, you know, I remember it uh, quite fondly. I remember Mr. Irving literally paying for every expense to ensure that he got the best treatment possible. And um, I had no idea what he was doing with with his life uh, until, you know, twenty three years later. You know, when his when his son's being selected by the by the Wildcats. So what a per seventy three games, sixty four goals, sixty one yeah. assists, one hundred and twenty four points. He was a heck of a player. Between Drummondville and Moncton. Yeah, he and was then a he heck came of back a player. Two thousand to score fifty eight and forty five games. Yeah, he was a heck of a player. Jeez. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the the I didn't know until until the interview with um, with Alex that uh, that that there was the Wildcats connection there, and uh, Benjamin Donfus is obviously a very familiar name here in Moncton. Is uh, you know his dad was a Wildcats goalie. He was a Wildcats goalie coach at one point, and I believe now he's um, he's a scout for NHL uh, Central Scouting. So it's uh, it's we seem to see this you know once or twice a year, and it's uh, happened again. I was trying to see what the uh, what the Mon Moncton Drummondville trade was for Jonathan Wall, but uh, unfortunately, it doesn't go back to 2000. <laughs> the transaction records do not go back to uh, to 2000. So this is probably going to be the toughest part of the show. Now I'm it's ready to put a bowl on this season, um, and it's our tradition to put a way too roster prediction out there. Um, we generally are somewhat right, somewhat lot wrong um, with a lot of these. So um, you want to give this a shot again? Well, this is probably going to be tough, but uh, <laughs> I, I, look, we still have free agents to add. Yep. We still have uh, a European draft that uh, that comes up, I believe, on July 5th. Uh, so I guess let's try to put a roster together. Yeah. Do you have one? Have you made one? I haven't even touched it. Really? Okay. To, uh, ask me on July 5th. <laughs> you know, is that when the draft is? The import draft is July 5th, and uh, yeah, literally – Ask me at July fifth at on a Wednesday three p.m. 
Why is it on a Wednesday? I don't know. Why sure. do they put this crap during the week when regular people have jobs? Well, this is also an online thing, so you just refresh your computer. Oh, yeah, that's true. At least it's not like the import drafts of 15 years ago where teams, literally each team had 15 minutes to make a pick. So you would start at 10 o'clock in the morning and the European draft wouldn't end till 4 or 5 o'clock in the afternoon. What? Now it's just like... Okay, we make your pick. We'll put the team next player, next team, next team, next team. It's 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 pretty. It fifteen minutes. Fifteen minutes for Good the import Lord. draft, like ten. I think it was like ten years ago, but yeah, it was a very very major, very very long day sitting at your computer and refreshing. Imagine. But um, no, we've like yeah, we still got an import draft. We still have free agents to add and. All right, so maybe we'll put a technical roster together, but we can ask answer and ask some questions. Is Barb's back? Because that is, I don't that know, is the pressing one. Like I, I've tried to put a couple of us together, and I, I jotted one down, and I sent one to you. So I'll throw mine out there. But mm-hmm. look, if like, he's if he's back, um, I don't have him on mine. Like I don't think he's back. And if he's not, I mean, it's a, it's not a bad thing. It's 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 a great thing if he is. Yeah. Because you can be like, okay, well, yeah, sure, we traded a twenty twenty four first round pick to move up to sixth. Well, a player like Max Barbashev might have first round value. You know, if you're if you're a contending team and you know, a team like Victoriaville or a team like Drummondville or or Halifax for that matter, as much as I'd hate to see Max Barbashev go to Halifax, Halifax like you're, doesn't have a twenty a first round in Well still, but, but you you know where I'm going yeah, with yeah. it, right? It's yeah, like I'm just looking kinda of quickly and Drummondville's got one. Mm-hmm. Victo has one. Yeah. Um I Ren doesn't but like yeah. you're, you've, you're, you're looking at players like your um, teams that might want to add a European to the yeah. roster to help with the with the with Halifax needs a European because they well wait wait till July fifth I think they've got a few uh, tricks up their they sleeve they always here. do but looking at the roster right now like they're losing both their Europeans that yeah. could be a good spot where yeah you potentially upgrade on the European mm-hmm. so we know there, there's um, look I don't know if Max Max Barbashev coming back to the queue. Because like a twenty-year-old Euro technically takes up two roster spots, is that worth a first-round pick? Well, you know, it depends. Depends what the price is, and if depends what your euros if, are. On your look, team. It, there's going to be if Vince Fillion gets a first-round pick, yeah. Max Barbashev is worth a first-round pick. But I know yeah. that it's a different comparison. But um, no, I, we hope and pray he does, uh, because. Technically, Moncton will be making two European selections. And if Max Bebershev is sent down, well, unfortunately, the player I think you probably picked in the second round of the import draft will be released. But that's, um, that's yeah. our, our gain, and we're, pro- we're probably four months away from getting the answer to that question. Just trying to see what uh, Drummondville's Euros were. Thomas Holnick. Yeah. And they just acquired Peter Repsick. Well, Repsick will... <laughs> Barbashev was an upgrade on Repsick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so... But that was their... Oh, and they got uh, Tomov. Tomov, yeah. So. From Bulgaria. So we will so, see. I mean, yeah. it's... Max Barbashev is... Uh, it's, it's a question mark, and I'm sure he's on the depth chart somewhere, but it's probably a question mark. We'll probably take, uh, I don't know, maybe a 
forward and defenseman, maybe even a goalie for all we know. (laughs) It's, uh, yeah, I'm not even touching the the European thing. That's not my, not my folder. New. No, that folder's tough enough to guess as it is when you think you know who it Mm is. Um, yeah, Victoriaville's just got two of the two teams you mentioned. They got, uh, Gordonoff and, uh. Pashipov, whatever it is. So, yeah, there's two likely landing spots. We'll see. I, like I said, I haven't had him in any of the rosters that just going off the preseason thing before the draft, I didn't have him on because I don't think he'll be back. Hopefully he is to help in the first half, but also to get a pick. But, mm-hmm. again, now you, you have Trenholm, Daniel, Boutin, Plandowski, and Barbashev. That's five Euros. Right now, technically on the roster, yeah. I mean, I don't. It's a, again, I'm glad we sit behind here and we don't make these decisions because that's a pretty, uh, pretty difficult decision. I'm thinking that same thing, you're or not Euro style, um, free agent style, like five free agents and two or three may make the team. Yeah, I think they're probably going to go for quality over quantity. Again. Uh, again, that just seems to be the approach. And, you know, those names should be added or announced within a couple of weeks. Yeah. Right? So you've got to look at, uh, pay attention to, I guess, maybe our social medias. (laughs) I'm not sure if the team would be so hyped up to announce a free agent signing unless it's a... Big name. Yeah. Unless they've... Have you checked flights? Is... Is there any flights from? Oh uh, well, where did I, I say know. north? Where's Where's that Eisman kid from? I don't know. I was gonna type Minnesota when I was messaging you, like uh, check the flights for Minnesota. But where did I actually say he was from? Eat something north, something north, something Massachusetts, Newburyport, Massachusetts. New, New, I don't even know they have an airport. No, it's just I mean he could probably drive. Yeah, there, but, um, but yeah, no, I, there's there's he's not the signing. I don't know, but he's not the signing this year. He would be the signing going into, hey, we secured the Memorial Cup. Mm-hmm. This is who we're signing in the offseason. Here's our photo. And for all we know, Richie's got 2024 board roster put together, depth chart, and our Mem Cup depth chart. And he could be on that Mem Cup depth chart. He's very well. Right? I mean, there's, like, there's, 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 you've, at this point, you're going to start putting some names together. And I'm all about ticket deals from our owner being a big ticket club. We may not be ticket deals, but he'll put things together to get a Memorial Cup and to finally win that Memorial Cup. And if Cole Eiserman is the missing piece to that, he'll sure as shit put him on there. Yeah. Or at least try to get him on there. Yeah, that's that's just that's one of those if it ever happens. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's one of the Memorial Cup first. big deal. Uh mm-hmm. if he ever decided to, you know, decommit from North Dakota, I think was it no no Minnesota. Minnesota. Minnesota, right. And that that would just be a uh, I don't know. That's one of those things where... Your mind can't handle what that would be like. No, right? I <laughs> wouldn't be able to put it into words. But no, yeah, there's there's going to be free agents added probably within the next week. Uh, players that are you know coming to yeah. camp that are looking to push for a spot. And, um, you know, there's probably going to be maybe one, two, three that actually make it. That's why I think let's wait until... After the import draft, uh, for me, I, I I can't do anything right now. It's there's just too many, too many question marks. 
You can. You just don't want to. You want to have actual names in there. That's all. Well, you do. I don't. You don't want to have question marks. That's all. Oh, I, I, I don't want to have a it's, player on well, there you, that's. You don't want to have a blank space, right? Yeah. Like this could be a free agent on the third line right wing. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, it was more so. How do you put it together? Is the Barb's is the big question for mm-hmm. me. Like he hasn't been back. Goaltending is the other question because you got Eli James on the roster. You got Keegan Warren on the roster. Mm-hmm. Last year, Steinman was a free agent that had success. Couture was a camp invite that had success. I mean, he played mm-hmm. the Q. He wasn't technically a free agent, but not from Ontario. But um, they've had success with Ontario free agents. Mm-hmm. And like I said, can Keegan Warren do enough to make the roster? Yes. Can Eli James? Yes, if they have good camps. Lavalet made the roster. He had a great camp. Like we, we always get surprised by goaltending, that we think, oh, this goaltender, like Philion and this guy from the like they drafted or this and this, and then Steinman steals the show. Yeah. And so, it that'll be a very again an interesting battle to see at camp, depending on what the free agent is. Hell, it might even be a Euro goalie again. That's it. Yeah, you never know. It's uh, European goalies would be someone you'd probably need to have you'd almost have to promise specific ice time or games to a European goalie so I'm not sure if that's the route they're going to take but I can easily see them going on to Ontario again because there's just oh, they've had so much success yeah exactly there's been there's been so much free agents it's like all right well this guy's good this guy's good <laughs> this guy's good let's bring him in and yeah. um, no there's I'm not touching rosters right now there's not enough for me to it's okay to make a guess bro well not right now but like yeah like i said you send me a message at three three o'clock in the afternoon on july 5th i'll put together a roster for you so we'll put it on our social media so stay tuned on our social media we'll put a roster together yeah that's that's all i need i, I need to know f- free agents i need to know euros and i can probably put it together but right now there's just there's too much there's too many question marks that's fair i think last year we had we were able to do that because the season was so long that we yeah. had the Euro draft, we had the free agents named already mm-hmm. when the season finally ended yep. because of COVID. It got everything got pushed back. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's it, man. That'll put a wrap on our sixth season, fifty episodes. Um, and those episodes are not possible without our wonderful sponsors this season: Eric Murray Realty for the Stick Tap of the Week, Rosemary Lynn Massage and Spa for the Wildcast Wildcat of the Week, the local sports pub for the weekly rewind, and of course, Alpha's Appliance Solutions for our twenty twenty three draft. Coverage to all our guests this season uh, from around the Q Media. Uh, we thank you for jumping on with us. It was good to finally meet you. I mean, other than Tozer and Briar and Pat, yeah. we've seen them before, but the actual Quebec media that we've had, um, it was good to finally see them. Um, the Islanders, the Sea Dogs, uh, for granting us a couple media passes this season. Hopefully, we can have more. Um, again, thanks to the Wildcats for granting us access this weekend to a Bhutan interview uh, with the first overall section, Caleb Demolier. And earlier this year, we had Alexi Daniel on. Um, hopefully, again, this continues and we can have a better relationship with, with the team and more players on next season to kind of amp up this coverage. And uh, to you, the fan listeners, um, you are the reason listening all year long. You're the reason we do this. So whether it's on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, you're the reason we travel 11 hours to Quebec or no, nine hours to Quebec to do this all over all over the Maritimes. Um you guys, we appreciate you more than you uh, more than you know. And to you, man, thanks for coming over for fifty weeks, fifty episodes, and thirty nine weeks. Like I said Appreciate earlier, you keep paying me under the table. <laughs> we got it done. Beauty. Uh, we are back for our season seven 
premiere in August. I know the first game is August 22nd, so in and around there, um, we'll have that. Uh, we'll have that date. You have an excellent, safe summer. You too, man. Thank you. Me too. Uh, for Jeremy, invite I'm me to Adam. go golfing sometime. Done. I'm oh. Layla sometime. I'll be Layla. <laughs> That'll work for me. Um, for Jeremy, I'm Adam. We'll see you guys in two months. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wildcast Podcast. Follow us on social media at Moncton Wildcast.